following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. to pros and everything in between. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio. With the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Welcome into a Friday edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yow, Mo Patton, J.P. Plant, behind the scenes on the buttons. Glad to have you all with us here as we continue our snow week, basically. (laughs) It has been much like February of last year, Mo. We just kind of got stuck at home. But the good thing is we've we've had some we've had some really good shows this week and it's it's been a lot of fun. Uh, obviously I got a chance to get outside and playing a little bit so that's always good too but uh how have you enjoyed your snow week um it's it's been different you know coming out of the holiday and everything and you're ready to get cranked back up and and everything and obviously the the logistics of it have been a pain but you know like you said we dealt with it last february so we kind of got some as alan sill said we got some contingency plans in place and and i think we've salvaged a pretty good week out of it like you said some pretty good shows had some great guests and um so hopefully next week will be closer to normal <laughs> yes norm normal is good except that we will be a four-day week once again to let no, you know we will not that's be right. on the air <laughs> on monday afternoon so at four o'clock you can hear on 101.7 you can hear the alabama pregame show it will start at four o'clock so we will not be on the air, and that's perfectly fine. We'll be getting ready to watch the game ourselves. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good one, and we're going to talk a lot about it today. We've got a great show for you. John Bryce, footballscoop.com, is going to join us. We'll also make our predictions against the spread and the final game. I think I don't think Mo can be caught at this point. Uh, <laughs> I think the, uh, <laughs> the fantasy that – at least in the in the bowl pick them. I, I don't think right. Mo was able to to quite catch up in no. in, in in overall season long, but yeah. I think I think he's he's got it for the bowl picks. For so bowl. yeah, we'll we'll give you our pick in the last segment, and we'll break down the championship game finally just before the last time we'll get a chance to talk about it. So looking forward to it. We'll also talk about the Tennessee Titans, of course. Their week 18 game is kind of a big one because it's a win and you're the number one seed. So we'll talk to Andrew Moore about that game as well. And also joining us later in the show, we have Matt Brown from Extra Points. We've got some some more realignment news. Now, of course, it's not you know major Power 5 news, but... It does affect several teams here in the mid-state, so we will definitely get into that. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
We've got several top stories to get to. So, Mo, before we do any of that, why don't we give them yesterday's results, the weekend schedule, all on today's rundown. This is The Rundown. The Friday Rundown is brought to you by Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. The voice of the Blue Raiders also wants to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Contact Chip at 615-542-1915 or through his website at choosechip.net. Chip Walters, proud to support local youth sports in southern Middle Tennessee. Women's college basketball action on Thursday night. Number 7 Tennessee defeated visiting 25th ranked Texas A&M. 73-45. It was Tennessee State with a 66-65 win over UT Martin. Also in Ohio Valley Conference play, it was Belmont defeating Southeast Missouri 85-65, and Vanderbilt with a three-point 54-54. I'm sorry, 54-51 win over visiting Arkansas, giving Shea Ralph her first victory as coach of the Commodores in SEC play. In NCAA men's action, Tennessee State fell to UT Martin 94-78. It was Rice getting a 65-61 win over Middle Tennessee State. And Belmont <laughs> trounced Southeast Missouri 102-62. In NHL action last night, Nashville Predators continued their winning ways. A 4-2 win over the Los Angeles Kings. No high school basketball action tonight, but tomorrow games that we are aware of. Providence Christian will make up its Thursday night game at Columbia Academy at 2.30 p.m. on Saturday. That's a doubleheader. Girls play at 2.30. Guys follow. At 3 o'clock, Columbia Central travels to Page for a 3 o'clock double dip. And at 4, Independence and Summit will open District 12 4A play. Again, that's at 4 o'clock at Summit. Also, the Grind to Shine tournament. Classic. Classic. Classic at Shoals Christian, Alabama will include Lawrence County and Florence, Alabama playing, and also Loretta will play Haleyville. In high school wrestling action on Saturday, I presume, Summit Mm. will be at the Johnny Drennan Invitational at Father Ryan. And junior college basketball, the Cleveland State women will travel to Columbia State. That's a 2 p.m. tip. In NBA action on Saturday, the Grizzlies will be at the Clippers. I guess at the Staples Center or whatever it's called now, it's not the Staples Center anymore. Two thirty, tip on Saturday, but then on eight at eight thirty on Sunday, they will play the Lakers in the same building. So there you go. All right. NHL action on Saturday. The Preds continue their West Coast swing, playing at Arizona. That's a seven o'clock puck drop. NCAA women's basketball action this weekend today. Um. Actually, Rice and MTSU played earlier today. Uh, We don't have a result on that. Tomorrow, Southeast Missouri State plays at Tennessee State. That's a a noon start on ESPN+. Plus. Also on ESPN+, Plus at 1, Belmont plays at UT Martin. On Sunday, Tennessee's women travel to Ole Miss for a noon start on the SEC Network. And at 1230, it's North Texas at Middle Tennessee State. In men's action on Saturday, South Carolina at Memorial. Vanderbilt hosting 11 a.m. tip on ESPNU. Number 15, Alabama travels to Missouri. That's a 2.30 tip on the SEC Network, and you can hear it right here on WKOM. SEMO at Tennessee State. They stay here in the, middle, in the mid-state area for a weekend 
series with Tennessee State. 3 p.m. tip on Saturday on ESPN Plus if you want to watch it. Belmont hosting UT Martin at 3.30 on ESPN Plus. Number 18, Tennessee travels to number 21, LSU. That's a 5 p.m. tip on on ESPN2, and you can hear it on WKRM 103.7, our sister station. And Middle Tennessee State is at North Texas. That's also a 5 p.m. tip on Saturday. And that's going to do it for your rundown. All right, a few top stories. It looks like, according to Evan Drellich of The Athletic, that the Major League Baseball Players Association and did I I'm got that backwards MLBPA not MLPBA uh, sorry JP <laughs> Major League Baseball Players Association and Major League Baseball will resume talks soon according to Evan Drillich like I said of the Athletic don't know what that means obviously we we've seen these things drag out forever and who knows when they'll figure something out Mo hopefully soon. <laughs> hopefully soon hopefully that's soon yeah i mean the start of the season's closer than you think i mean pitchers and catchers would normally report next you know in the next four weeks yeah i guess february 1st do they ideally do so yeah we're less than a month away from when pitchers and catchers would normally report and that's clearly not going to happen we, so, we need to get something done no doubt who knows what yeah who knows man who knows apparently the college football playoff committee and whoever picks their host sites was listening to our show because Vegas and Miami are now being eyed for future title games. Next year is supposed to be at SoFi in Los Angeles. The year after that should be in Houston at NRG. And then apparently Vegas and then Hard Rock in Miami. So warmer sites. For the foreseeable future, Mo. Ring the bell. Well, Ring I, the bell. A lot of my friends from Alabama are, are making their trip up. You know, uh, Aaron Suttles from The Athletic, he posted, he said, look, from Nashville to Kentucky was an absolute, it, it was mm. messy. Mm. It was absolutely messy. So, I, I mean, I get it. Dunaway, Ryan Brown, and Lance Taylor from the from the next round live. They were leaving after their show ended at one o'clock today, uh, headed to get a sprinter van from their one of their sponsors in Decatur and heading up. And basically, you know, they they were saying if Aaron's right, we may have to stay in Nashville tonight. <laughs> like, I don't know. So yeah, it's it, it's tough. So let's uh let's get the Let's get these warmer climates going, man. Yeah. I'm yeah. here for that. Of course, I'm not sure if they would be driving from, from Alabama to Vegas, though. But. No, but it's probably easier to fly, too. I, you know, I have, a, I have a friend who's who's doing the dumb fly up the day of thing. Yeah. It is dumb. I mean, the good thing is you have, you know, you have all day, right? I mean, the time zone doesn't change, so you can hop on. You know, if maybe your flight gets canceled or delayed or something, you can, you could maybe even get in a car and drive. I mean, you could you could legitimately leave by noon and get there in time, even from Alabama. It's you're just what, putting yourself in a position that oh yeah, 
I mean, it's more stressful than, than it needs to be to me. So, but Hey, <laughs> do you <laughs> exactly, you do you, and I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. But I know where yeah. I'm going to be watching the game. That's right. <laughs> the comfort of my home. Uh, Mo, last night we, we mentioned it, Tennessee with a big win over number 25, Texas A&M, but Gary Blair, Texas A&M coach in his final season as head coach of the Lady Aggies, fitting tribute to Pat Summit last night. Yeah, you know, he talked about it after the game in the post-game uh, post conference. Texas A&M will not be playing UT during the We Back Pat week, which starts um, next weekend, I believe. And so he he wore an Alzheimer pin in tribute to Pat Summit during the game and um, spoke about it again during his post-game conference and said, we, we back Pat. I've always backed her since we're not playing during that so-called week. I saved one of my best suits to bring it out and wear this to honor Pat. So um, those two go way back to his days at Arkansas and even beyond and, and anybody that's dealt with Gary Blair for any period of time knows what a class act he is. So that was just um, great to see in his final season, like you said, as coach at Texas A&M to, um, to honor coach summit in that manner back at um, TBA. Wear your best suit. I like it. I like it. Finally, in our top stories, we want to mention uh, MainStreetPreps.com has posted their Fab 15, both girls' and boys' power rankings. Uh, girls, led by Blackman, uh, local schools of note, Page at number 5, 14-1. Loretto, 14-0, and Odin sits at number 8. Summertown, 16-1 and one on the year, sits at number 12. They're only lost to Creekwood, 58-55, who is noticeably missing from the Fab 15. So there's that. <laughs> on the boys' side, Beach, I believe, is topping the list at 19 and 0. They are phenomenal. Great, great team. Um, Columbia sits at number seven. They're 11 and 2 on the year and very, very good. And that's it. Nobody else from our area makes uh, the list. So, told you that uh, we got a chance to play out in the snow earlier today, Mo. I actually have a video of Sarah and Charlie. Here we go. Uh, check this out. Two, two. We got we got into the uh, the tire tracks where it was basically nothing but ice. Ice. And yeah, so last night we tried it. It didn't really work out, but uh, today it was much better. Pretty That's impressive pretty- run there by Mrs. Yao. Well, I, again, it was all ice, and our our landlord actually helped us out. He gave us a uh, a little. Like a, it looks like a trash can lid, but it apparently is not. So anyway, come back. We've got Matt Brown, extra points, joining us on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. 
Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. you care about it's southern middle tennessee sports today once again live from the league company studio with the hall of famer mo Patton. here's chris yow what's going on folks it is friday and we have a ton of great content coming your way on southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint so make sure to stick around throughout the remainder of the show. I know you're going to want to hear this next guest as uh, Matt Brown joins us, and I'm looking forward to it. But, of course, we've got Titans, NFL, college football, national championship talk. Uh, John Bryce of footballscoop.com joins us to talk about that national championship game. It's going to be a lot of fun. But, Mo, five hours ago, We had a tweet from Matt Brown. But what if I don't care about college football, you ask? What if the only thing I'm interested in is Missouri Valley and Ohio Valley Conference basketball and Olympic sports as well as as maybe some D2 schools? Well, he says good news. He has some content. And that he does, which is why we love having Matt Brown of D1 Ticker and Extra Points uh, newsletter to join us. Matt... Thank you for taking some time, and thank you for being on top of all of this. We we are greatly appreciative. Thanks for having me. Hey, yeah, um, and when you say, Chris, he has some content, he, he certainly does, and you mentioned in the last segment that there was some realignment news of, of local interest. North of the border this morning, it became official as – Murray State is now set to join the Missouri Valley Conference, which we kind of anticipated when Belmont announced it a few, well, I guess a few weeks ago, that they were headed in that direction. And obviously another blow to the Ohio Valley Conference with that move there as they lose 
two of their most successful men's basketball programs in particular over the past, you know, five to 10 years, probably. Um, Matt, again, this is, this was just something that most everybody kind of saw coming. Is that fair to say? You know, to be honest, I'm, I'm not sure if it was, if this was as inevitable as it might've appeared. You know, when I was talking to people involved in these conversations over the last several weeks, uh, a thing that was reiterated to me several times was many of the private school presidents in the Missouri Valley Conference placed a real premium on expanding into lar- new large urban areas. Not to, Murray State is better, not you know, that. To, and Murray State is not that, and that was exactly it. And that's why you look at the other schools that were presenting. Texas Arlington, Kansas City, you know, uh, uh, Nebraska Omaha had had, uh, had had reached out and tried to be involved here. Uh, all programs that are not as good at basketball, men's or women's basketball, as, as Murray State, but it's because these other smaller private schools need to recruit more students. Like th- that, that is that is the issue here for these places that are dependent on tuition and enrollment is decreasing. And so I, I know unquestionably this is the best basketball. Uh, institution that the Missouri Valley could have added. And it's one that has a history with some of these schools. But there was definitely some time when I was, I was tracking this that people that I was told by folks I trust, hey, I don't, I don't think Murray's a lock. Um, but, you know, but I, I, I'm happy for their fans and I'm happy for their program now because I think this is the best thing for them on the court. Well, and it's a great thing for Murray State. And <laughs> The flip side of that is um, it's just the further depletion, again, of the Ohio Valley Conference. And someone asked me on Twitter, who's left in the conference? And let me run through this list, Matt, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. But to my understanding, Eastern Illinois, Moorhead State, Southeast Missouri State, Southern Illinois, Edwardsville, Tennessee State, Tennessee Tech, and Tennessee Martin, those are the seven – current or continuing Ohio Valley Conference members. Is that right? Are all of those still committed or are any of those headed elsewhere? As, as best as I know right now, nobody has their suitcases packed and is ready to head out the door. Um, if if uh, there's, there's a huge need for this league to expand. And I, I think it's fair to say that they've swung and missed on their first group of people that they wanted to bring in. So now they're, they're a little bit farther down the list. I'm not ready to write the obituaries for the Ohio Valley Conference yet, but if for some reason they're not able to kind of close the deal on the next round of schools, then maybe if you're Tennessee State or if you're some of these other, uh, other places that have another option, maybe you start to consider that. And this particularly from a football standpoint, because SIUE does not play football, uh, and Moorhead is in the right. pioneer for football. So you've only got five OVC football playing institutions in that bunch. Is that right? That that is right. And I, I will say I don't know for certain right now exactly where Murray State is going to play football. Um, the Missouri Valley Football Conference is a completely separate entity from the rest of the Missouri Valley, and you know I know they've begun that application process, and people in Murray are feel good about it. 
I don't think that's a completely done deal yet. Or if it is, that hasn't, I haven't been told that yet. Uh, so it's, I guess there's a possibility they play somewhere else, but you're right. And, and there's only five and you need six for an automatic bid to the FCS playoffs. So the top priority, if the Ohio Valley is going to remain an FCS football league is they need to bring in as many FCS playing institutions as they possibly can uh, to provide some stability on that front. Well, Matt, you know, <laughs> three hours ago, your retweet from the Ohio Valley Conference certainly leaves the door open for Murray State to stay as an OVC football member, does it not? Or at least it appears, based on uh, Beth DeBotch's uh, statement here, that while a conference member, the OVC is committed to providing racer student-athletes with exemplary championships experiences. Additionally, moving forward, we look to continue our mutually beneficial relationship through affiliate memberships in some sports. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> that, 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 yeah, that that was my reading too. I don't think that's just about rifle, you know. So, so <laughs> it, it would be unusual. <laughs> it would be unusual for that to happen. But you know, the listen, the last two years have been unusual. <laughs> a lot, a lot of strange things have happened. So that could be one possibility. You know, I I, I can tell you guys that I know the OVC has been trying for a while to flip Western Illinois uh, from the summit and from the Missouri Valley football league to join the OVC. I know now they are talking to Arkansas Pine Bluff about potentially leaving the SWAC uh, and, and, and joining now. And, and now that little rock is coming into this conference. I know they're talking to several division two institutions. I'm not sure who's going to be the first one into the boat, but I, I know there's, there's a lot of people on that list that they're talking to. In in the past, two minutes there have been a lot of interesting intriguing points raised but matt and chris you too how embarrassing is that for the ohio valley conference yeah you're leaving but you can stay and play football if you want to at at this at this point i i feel like the only way that you can guarantee that your league continues to function is to is to really is to be humble you know, one, one of the things that I've learned in this business, uh, even at the FCS and the low major level, when you're talking about realignment and changes, is that sometimes changes don't happen or a catalyst for a change isn't always just about money or tickets, but it's about people getting their feelings hurt or about people being petty or about wanting to turn the screws to somebody else. And when you don't have leverage anymore, you, you, you don't have the luxury of being petty. <laughs> so, um, if, if Murray wants to, wants to stay or if things don't work out in the Missouri Valley football, uh, and that lets you keep your FCS automatic bid. Yeah. I think you have to swallow your pride and you have, and you have to take it, which is, um, you know, not the preferable situation, but that's where you are right now. Yeah. It's kind of like what the. Jacksonville State A Sun and the AQ qualifier with with the the, the whack did in football this year. You kind of just have to swallow your pride at this point. And to be honest with you, I, I think it's it, again. She said it, it's mutually beneficial if they do stick around. So especially if Murray isn't available to play in the MVC football, they don't. They certainly don't want to be an independent, not in the FCS level. So who knows, no. man? It's. It is an absolute just madhouse right now, and I'm not sure when it's stopping because once another domino falls, then what? You know, if 
if Pine Bluff does say, yeah, let's let's go to the OVC where Tennessee State is, and, and now you've got two HBCUs in the OVC, and you just took one away from yeah, the SWAC, it, I don't know where that puts you know, the SWAC. Do, do they even care? Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. It's it's nothing uh, yeah, but it, it, a jumbled mess. Yeah. Yes, it, it is a jumbled mess. And I feel like I've had a couple of conversations with my colleagues and, and certainly my wife about, hey, listen, things are going to calm down as soon as realignment stops, <laughs> right? Or I, I can focus on some of these other stories as soon as it stops. And, and it's not. And I, I think it's probably going to slow down at the SBS level for a while, but you know, I could tell you, I know of at least four other FCS conferences off the top of my head that are considering membership changes. And I would expect this cycle to really continue into the summer until after the NCAA convention later this month. And after there's some more clarity on what the new division one constitution will look like, which I think we'll know more about come March or April, but yeah, I, there's going to be more changes here. There's going to be more changes in the Southland Conference. There's going to be potentially changes in the Colonial Athletic Conference. Like there's there's going to be other FCS moves. Well, and you mentioned that in your with the uh, potential addition of Illinois Chicago to the MVC after they lose Loyola. So, yep. it, yeah, Mo, you had something. Yeah, you know, was speaking with Matt Brown from D1 Ticker and the Extra Points Newsletter, and Matt. You know, going back just a second, I mean, Pine Bluff to the OVC, how how serious do you feel like that is? Because, like Chris said, that gives you two HBCUs in the Ohio Valley Conference. It does, you know, take one out of the SWAC, but the SWAC added Florida A&M here in the past 15 months or so, and Pine Bluff isn't necessarily in the footprint of the SWAC at this point, so... That might be a mutually agreed upon departure there, but do you feel like that's got legs? I think it has legs insofar as I know that the OVC is trying to make it happen and, and, and that the, the interest on that side is real and genuine and that Little Rock would like to make this happen and that Tennessee State would love to have another HBC. I don't feel like I know enough to handicap how likely it is. You know, I, I, what I can tell you is a couple other, you know, conferences tried to take runs at HBCUs out of the SWAC the last cycle. And they were all denied pretty aggressively, in, in part because this might be the best time to be an HBCU in the SWAC in 20 years. Um, hmm. Because more, I, I, I think this generation of college students and college athletes, um, has had a renewed appreciation and interest in, in attending an HBCU and an HBCU culture and, and in those kind of institutions. And, and because the political environment has changed, that also has led those schools to have access to corporate sponsorships and broadcasting opportunities that they simply haven't had in a while. So there's a, I mean, there's a good argument that if you're Texas Southern or if you're, I mean, potentially even Pine Bluff, you'll make more money in the SWAC, which is not something I think anybody would have said in 1997. But I also can understand, like, hey, um, we are. It may be easier for us to to have postseason championship access in the Ohio Valley. We have a travel partner. We have a homecoming opponent now, um, and uh, maybe the SWAC is going to be increasing budgets or moving in a direction that we can't necessarily keep up with. 
So I, it would it would surprise me a little bit. Um, it's 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 not. Clearly, it's not, it's not that it doesn't happen, right? We saw Hampton and, and NC and uh, NC Central um, make this make this change, but HBCUs generally don't join PWI conferences. Um, so I, I don't think it's the most likely thing, but it is possible. Man, yeah, I'm sure Little Rock would certainly love to have that travel partner, and Pond Bluff's closest team in the SWAC is either. I guess UT Southern or, or Texas Southern or, or I have no idea that you're right, Mo, they're, they're really not in that footprint. So it's, it's, in, it, it's a potential possibility and I, I, I'd be interested to see it happen. But uh, Matt Brown of extra points and a D one ticker, Matt, we always appreciate your time and your expertise. Thank you so much for taking some time with us today. We look forward to talking to you with again. Yeah, you, you bet. Have a, have a great weekend, fellas. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. All right. When we come back, let's talk uh, NFL. Week 18 playoffs. Plenty to talk about. Stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day returns. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. to pros and everything in between. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. 
looking forward to continuing our conversation. If Andrew's in, he can actually he can absolutely join this conversation uh, if he if we can get him in because we are going to be talking about the NFL here in this upcoming segment. There's a lot to talk about because playoff scenarios are getting a little wild. Um, and week 18, you know, sometimes week 18 tends to kind of be, or, or well, week 17 in the past. This, there's never been a week 18. But uh, <laughs> it, it, week 17, you know, has always kind of been, well, you, you've got your seed locked up or whatever, and maybe you're resting some folks. And there are some, some teams who will be resting some folks, but it doesn't appear that the Colts will be one of them because the Colts still have to win to get in. And if the Colts don't win and that leaves the door open for some other teams to potentially play themselves in, although uh, I believe Las Vegas and who it's Las Vegas and the Chargers yeah. could both get in with a tie. <laughs> and so, I mean, I don't know. It's week 18 is, is shaping up to be a wild one considering, and I don't know if this is going to be a, an, an every year thing because week 18 changes the world. You know, the 17th game changes everything or if this is just an anomaly, but boy, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? I don't know why the odd number of games or the 17 games would necessarily be the impetus for it. I just think it's, kind of the way this season has played out. I mean, when you look at some of these records that are still in contention and that kind of thing, Baltimore at eight and eight has still got a shot. Um, mm. Pittsburgh at eight, seven and one <laughs> has still got a shot. Well, I mean, I, I so guess saying there's a chance. I mean, numerically speaking. I, I, yeah. I mean, they're going to have to do it with Tyler Huntley at quarterback. If the, <laughs> if the Ravens want a chance and then they'll have to have three other teams lose, but yeah, Technically, there there's still an opportunity. <laughs> I'm I'm not speaking to the sure. likelihood. I'm sure. just saying they got a shot, um, despite being eight and eight. Um, but they have to win, obviously. Again, um, India at nine and seven, they got to have some things happen, I think. Or is it just a, is it just win for India? Winning their in. Winning their in. Yep. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, on the on the AFC side, there's still a lot that's up in the air. Um, seems to be a lot more decided on the NFC side for whatever reason. But I, again, I don't know that it's the schedule so much as it's just how things have gone. Andrew, uh, if you were if you were the Colts, and and you you're you asking a lot of Andrew to put himself in the mindset of the Colts. If you were the Colts, I mean, are you playing everybody you can? You you, you go out there and just win at all costs? Yeah, you have to. I mean, it's one of those, like you said, it's a win in your end situation, especially when you – my favorite stat of the week, or not favorite stat, but my favorite little uh, trivia question here is uh, – what was the last time the Colts won in Jacksonville? I'm sure y'all y'all have seen that on Twitter. It's it's they haven't won in Jacksonville since 2014. Wow, that's a long time. 
And I think in that time, Jacksonville's only won about 30 or so odd games, which means about 20% of Jacksonville's wins in that time span has come against the Colts. So you, you absolutely have to play everybody if you're the Colts because you want to get in, and you especially don't want to get kicked out of the playoffs by a, a division rival and arguably one of the worst teams in the NFL this year. Understandable. If <laughs> if the Colts do win and the Chargers win, the Colts are the sixth seed and they'll go to Cincinnati. If the Raiders win, they got to go to Kansas City. That's not ideal. I mean, if it's not a, it's not ideal for for Las Vegas. Um, but I mean, they've shown at times that they know how to play the Chiefs, and they've shown at times that they know how to beat the Chiefs. Um, Cincinnati is really one of those teams that kind of scares me going into this playoff season. Um, offense is fantastic. Jamar Chase and, and Joe Burrow and Tyler Boyd and all, all what they've been able to do in, in Cincinnati on that offense has been fanta- fantastic. And let's not leave out Joe Mixon either. He can he can run with the best of them. Um, it's their defense, though. Their defense is not very good. So um, even even with that being said, Cincinnati is still one of those teams that probably scares me more than anybody because we've the Titans have shown that they can play and beat the Chiefs. They've seen they've shown that they can play and beat the Bills. They've shown that they can play and beat the Colts. Um, We've only gone up against Joe Burrow one time, and it was a big old fat L for us. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I stand by that statement that the, the the Bengals are the team that scares me more than anybody in the AFC. I think With, that makes sense, especially the way the Bengals are played coming down the stretch here. And like you said, Burrow and Chase and the points that they've been able to put up, and and those those guys are young guys; they don't know that it's supposed to be harder than they're making it look at times and um, really explosive offensively. And they can almost score enough to overcome the defense that they're putting on the field. So that's a big deal. Absolutely. Was it Joe Burrow's phone for pretty much a thousand yards in two games? Um, He has potentially – after the game on Sunday, he might have three 1,000-yard receivers. I mean, this 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 offense is is exciting, um, but like I said, it's it's a little scary sitting here um, as a Titans fan, where you might end up having to play them eventually. You know, there's a scenario out there that New England could actually be the seven seed in this thing with with a ten and seven record. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be something, and again, that's that goes to that seventeenth game. You know, a lot of the times they would be nine and seven, right, or something like right. that. And, you, and and being the seventh seed at nine and seven doesn't really sound near as bad as ten and seven <laughs> double digit wins. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you're the last team in, so it's certainly interesting, man. I, I, I'm looking at this entire playoff scenario as. If I am, if I'm the Titans, I want, you know, I, I don't know that I think you're right, Andrew. That I don't want to see Cincinnati as the two seed, or, or I'm sorry, as the four seed, because that's not the team that I want to play if Chalk sticks around. Holds up, yeah. I mean, I'd much rather see Buffalo, a team that that we at least understand and have seen before, Good. or Kansas City. 
Well, I personally want to get my hands back on New England again and uh, have a little bit more of an even matchup this go round. Um, I mean, one of one of those losses that was I can't really say embarrassing because us as Titans fans know how down and out we were um, in terms of injuries and players and bodies that game. So I, I I don't know if I should pray to go against Bill Belichick like that in the playoffs. But there's just the, something in me just wants to see the Titans go and, and take on New England and get their hands on them one more time and, and just kind of prove to to everybody that that game was more or less a fluke mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Well, I, I mean, it's and knowing, knowing that you're going to get them on your turf this time yeah, around. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, New England and Buffalo are most likely to see each other. They are probably going to be the four or five seed if if everybody that's supposed to win wins. If if Kansas City wins and Buffalo wins and the Patriots win and the Bengals win, then the four or five game will be Buffalo New England. Are you sure you don't want to see Indianapolis just to shut everybody up? I know it's the Colts and I know it's the third time, but boy, it would just be nice to just go ahead and. It would be great to beat them three times, like we did uh, against Jacksonville all the way back in 1999. Beat them three times in one year, but that's that's really, really tough to beat the same team three times in one year, who's also one of your biggest rivals, um, and who they probably want to get their hands back on us one more time. Um, so the competitive side in me as a fan, I'm sure the competitive side is Titans – players that are actually out there on the field would probably love to, to play the Colts again. But, man, I don't know if I want to take the risk of just the heartbreak of having gone through what we went through this year to get to where this team is to play the Colts and then have the Colts knock us out of the playoffs. And, and Chris, it kind of goes back to, to what Matt Brown was just saying in our last segment. You know, sometimes you can't afford to be petty. <laughs> That's, there's that I, I mean the most likely scenario is if the Colts win in the in the wild card round we're going to play them because they're going to be either the 6 or 7 seat so the bottom line is that if the Colts yeah. win in the wild card round that's who's coming to Nashville so might as well <laughs> be prepared because be prepared yep that's it's a very real possibility I mean so I, yeah this this week on the NFC side, obviously Green Bay's locked up the one seed. Uh, I think the Rams and Tampa Bay are playing, and maybe even Dallas is in the hunt for the two seed. Um, it's I can't imagine the Panthers are going to beat the Bucks, but I guess weirder things have happened. Um, it looks like all of the spots – Six of the seven spots are locked up, and it's down to New Orleans and San Francisco for the seventh spot. Now, where everybody lands from there, I think it's still in a little bit of flux. See, I, okay, so yeah, they, so Philadelphia has locked a playoff spot no matter what, but if if the Saints were to win and the Rams were to beat the Niners, then the Saints would in fact be the seventh seed and would go to Los Angeles in round one. So yeah, I, I mean the NFC's kind of got got things locked in other than that final seventh seed and maybe the two, three, four mm-hmm. who uh, hosts. Yeah, who well the, the same three teams who? are gonna host. Yeah. yeah. 
because Los Angeles, Tampa Bay, and Dallas are going to win their divisions. It's a matter of who's going to be two, three, and four, depending on who wins this week and who doesn't. Well, now Arizona apparently can still win the West with a win and a Rams loss. And the Rams play San Francisco. They can, in fact. Uh, the way the way Arizona's been playing back. the last, yeah, I saw that. But the way Arizona's been kind of not playing over the last three to four weeks, uh, I'm not a betting man, but I would actually put my money on the Rams to take that division over Arizona, which is crazy to think about. But just maybe six weeks ago, we we, we aren't saying that because they were looking amazing. But I, I think my money might be on the Rams. I don't know, man. Arizona plays Seattle, and as iffy as Arizona has been as of late, Seattle has been that all year. Yeah, yeah. And and the Forty ers are good enough to beat L.A. They're good. Are enough. they are they good enough to beat L.A. with a young Trey Lance at quarterback? I mean, I think Trey well, Lance is a better option than Jimmy than Garoppolo. G. Yep, yep. That's that's a fair statement. I'm going to so, be a little unprofessional here for a second, guys. i got to go uh, plug my you, phone up so it doesn't uh-oh. die on you guys. <laughs> well, that would be good. Yeah, we don't want it to die because we want to, we want to have you in the next segment, and we definitely will have you in the next segment when we talk about specifically this Titans-Texans yep. uh, game that is on Sunday. It's going to be a lot of fun. So NBC, Sunday Night Football on NBC tweeted out who would win in the Super Bowl if the two one seeds were to play each other, and it's overwhelmingly in favor of Green Bay. Green Bay, which means the Titans probably like their chances. Come back with us. We'll talk more about it. Andrew, the Earl, more going to stick around. So we'll talk more Titans on the other side of the top of the hour. So the Middle Tennessee Sports Day returns after this. <laughs> <laughs> 